Welcome to the Four Fires Podcast, where we talk about winning in all four of the essential areas of life. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, another episode of the Four Fires Podcast. I'm here again talking with my wife, Rachel, a certified nutrition coach, and we're going to talk uh, about some myths that basically the whole world believes about the physical fire eating and exercising. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you. I'm excited to be here again. <laughs> I'm going to let you pick one from our list. What's a myth that you see others believing in the physical fire? I'm going to be honest. There are so many. And so that is why I'm excited to touch on multiple because I feel like at least, you know, and you and I even believed a lot of these, sure. to be honest. Yeah. And, and there might even be some that we still believe that we don't know of, like that haven't been brought to the light yet. For sure, um, yeah. But uh, we definitely have uh, come a long way, I would say. So go yeah. ahead, go ahead. Let's let's talk about it. Yeah, so I'm just going to start with number one. So one myth that a lot of people and a lot of some of my clients have mentioned to me is, oh my gosh, I need to watch out for sodium, 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 sodium. That's fine. Mm -hmm. That is such a fine goal. However, we need to get our big nutrition pillars on point before we are ever getting into the weave, right. weeds about sodium. Right. People get too bogged down by the little things when mm -hmm. they're not even focusing on small things. So they'll be like, can I have pickles? Can yeah. I have this or that? Uh -huh. It has a lot of sodium. Right. But then go and eat a little Debbie. A little Debbie. Like, yeah, eating just all this. A whole bag of Doritos, uh -huh. pie pies, chicken, <laughs> this or that. And I'm like, what about the sodium? Uh, I would definitely say it's just a uh, a misconception on on the small. You're like focusing. You're in getting on the wrong too details. in the you're getting yeah. too in the weeds uh -huh. of the small things before you ever are implementing yeah. a healthy, good, consistent uh -huh. diet. Yeah. So I would say. Get consistent in your regular diet first. Yeah. You know, calories are king. Then prioritize protein. Yeah. If you're not doing those two things, don't necessarily focus on mm -hmm. sodium or other things like that yet. So, myth number two, I'm going to turn my fat into muscle. That's a myth. Fat and muscle are two different types of tissue. Yeah. You can lose body fat for one. And then also gain muscle for two, but it's two different types of, types of tissue, and you're not turning all of a sudden miraculously this big mass of fat on your arm or your leg or this or that into muscle. So that is another myth that people believe. Um, you can lose body fat and gain muscle mass, but it's two separate things and two separate goals as yeah. well as far as how you eat, how you exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. What about these These two go hand in hand. I wrote these two down separate, but I think they go together. Uh, I'm big boned or you are a fat person. Like you are born to be a fat person or I am just a fat person. Like it, destined to yes, be? Yes, yes. I think that is a myth. Uh, for, for sure, big boned, that's just, there's no, nobody is big boned. So if you look up research and stats and things like that, that is a myth. Mm -hmm. 
the vast, vast, vast majority mm -hmm. of people have normal size, average size bones. Mm -hmm. I hear a lot of women who might say, oh, I'm just big boned. I think that comes from aesthetic appearance. So I see a lot of women that say that are women that gain weight primarily in their upper body sections. Okay. So genetics is what makes us gain body fat in specific areas of our body. So sure. it's genetics Different that makes types. it to where me personally, my lower body is the first to gain body fat. Mm -hmm. For some other women, maybe it's their stomach. Mm -hmm. For some other women, maybe their upper body, their arms. That's their the first, chest. their chest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so genetics determines where you gain fat first and mm -hmm. also where you lose fat mm -hmm. last, last, generally. Right, yeah. Right. And so women that say, oh, I'm just big boned, this or that, a lot of those women I see, and men, is people that gain weight in their upper body. And so the aesthetic appearance of it is big boned, mm. but it's just, they have, they gain their body fat in their arms or mm. their chest generally yeah. when I hear that, yeah. but it is body fat. And yes. again, genetically, whenever we are gaining weight, genetics determines where we gain weight first. Mm. And that, all, that place is also where we will likely lose weight last. So if you're a woman who may gain weight upper body or lower body or your stomach and you're losing weight in other areas, but you're like, oh, it's not losing weight there. So I must just be big boned in that area. Mm -hmm. Stay on the path. Stay on the course. Yeah. I promise you'll get there. It's just going to leave there last. Yeah. But being big boned is a myth. Yep. And as far as your other comment, how you wanted to tie in in that, that same I'm myth. I'm just a fat person or... Yeah. Yeah. So just I'm born to be fat. I'm a victim. I, you know, as far as me with my PCOS, I could say, oh, I just have PCOS. Mm -hmm. I'm just born. It just God made me a person with PCOS who is just going to be overweight. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> yep. Just because you have any ailment, symptoms. I've worked with so many people, um, you know, who have gut issues, who have type 1, type 2 diabetes, yep. PCOS, endometriosis, all of these things. And to see those people take ownership of their health is just so empowering because you don't have to be a victim. You are not a victim. I am not a victim to PCOS. I don't have to say I'm just born to be overweight my whole life and have horrific cystic acne, weird hair growth, and anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. No, like we take ownership over that. Yeah. And you did a lot of work to figure it out. Yeah, to manage those symptoms. Yes. And so I would just say in overcoming the victim mindset, you have to come to a place of taking ownership of where you're at and saying, you know, this sucks, but this is how it is. Let me take ownership over that because yeah. this is my life and I want to live the healthiest life possible looking and feeling my best year round. Yeah. Tell me about the all in or all out myth or attitude. Yeah. So I see that attitude <laughs> a lot for people in general, especially men. Typically I see, Oh, I've got to be all in or all out. Like I'm all or nothing. I can commit to something, but I have to do it full fledged or I'm not going to do it at all. Mm -hmm. Well, Fitness is a gray area, so you will never 
you are never going to be all in, meaning you will forever be constantly battling all out, all out, all out. Mm-hmm. Screw it. Let me start over Monday. Right. You Fitness is not black or white. It's not all or nothing. Yep. It's a gray area to where you can include those yummy foods and can include the carbs and this or that. And you're not going off track. Yeah, there's a great quote that I read or that I got from the book Smart Couples Finish Rich by David Bach. And this was talking about, uh, you know, money and finances and all that. But I think it applies to any area of life where uh, you're all in or all out. And so he says, the truth is that the number one reason people stop trying at work and life is that they have set themselves up for failure by deciding that nothing less than perfection is acceptable. The truth is that perfection does not exist. And so I think I that, love that that's very true in what what we're hitting on right here of this myth of I'm just all in or all out because you will not be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody can be perfect except for Jesus Christ while he was on this earth. <laughs> Period. <laughs> um, so uh, for sure, the all in, all out myth, but also just like not a very smart way to go about yeah. your physical fire yeah, or, or really maybe any area of your life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, not in fitness, at least <laughs> not, not in fitness, fitness, at least. Uh, cause like professionally, uh, re- relationship with God. Absolutely. You're all in, uh, Jesus, but not like, in a perfectionism way not in because a perfectionism you're not gonna, way. that's right. Read your Bible for this amount of time every right. day or pray. Right. You're going to not be perfect. Right. In that so it is too. a, the all in, uh, all out doesn't mean we're human. Uh, you can't be, it doesn't mean you can't be serious about, like if, uh, I, like I'm very serious about my physical fire, but I'm not like, oh, well, if I don't go to the gym six days this week, then I just, I guess I got to stop my f- physical fire because I didn't go to the gym six times. So I guess I'm done. Like that, that's the all in or all out yeah. attitude. It does, doesn't mean you're not serious about it. It just means, uh, yeah, it's a, like you said, it's a gray, gray area. Yeah. Not the most beneficial mindset. Right. Yeah. So give your, give yourself some leeway and, and some margin in living your life. And if you fall off the wagon one day or one week or one month. That's okay. Just pick it right back up. Um, But you don't want to go decades. (laughs) Yeah. That would be intense. (laughs) Yep. That's the all out. Yeah. So uh, here's a myth or an idea that I hear all the time. And I think it is... um, Potentially one of the most destructive ways to think about the physical fire and probably any area of life. And it's, I don't want to get too obsessed. Or people who track their calories, they're too obsessed. Yes, we know that body dysmorphia exists. There are people that have, uh, you know, sicknesses and disorders like being uh, anorexic or bulimia or things like that. We know that those things are serious and they're real and that no one wants to end up like that. But for you to say, oh, I'm not, oh, no, I'm not tracking my calories because that's I'm not going to get that obsessed. I think that that's a, something that people say and maybe believe as a cop-out for the physical fire. So what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? Totally. I think, it's, I think the main people who would say that are the people who just don't want to put action in that area. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, but... I wouldn't say that it's obsessive. Yes, tracking your food, especially for women. Mm -hmm. Women can get so bogged down 
and afraid of weight gain and this and that. So it can totally be obsessive mm-hmm. for some people. Yeah. However, it's not always obsessive. Mm-hmm. Using it as a tool can be so pivotal for your fat loss journey to be able to seamlessly and easily main your, maintain your weight because you have that beautiful awareness that mm-hmm. you've spent time logging your food. Now you know. Now you're good. And so it's a great tool, I would say. Yeah. And I would say if you're one of those that struggles with that mindset mm-hmm. of thinking, oh, they're just too obsessed with their body or pointing out others, mm-hmm. you don't need to worry about being obsessed yourself then. Like if you're that worried about other people mm-hmm. becoming, becoming obsessed, I don't think that you should just dismiss your fitness journey because mm-hmm. I think at that point, you're not going to be obsessed yeah. because you're very concerned about it. Yeah. So uh-huh. I would say you're fine. Right. Go for the walks. Yeah. Eat some lean protein. Yeah. You're good. Mm-hmm. And so and I would we, say it's not obsessive in it, in, of a, right. in and of itself. And we know that numbers are an indicator of health or unhealth. Totally. And so we, we say this the all the time, This the, the powerful quote of you cannot manage what you don't measure. That's exactly what we're doing in, in all of the four fires. Uh, professionally, it's like the thing that I don't understand is people don't have a problem measuring professionally. Like you got your P&Ls, you got all these financials that you're looking at and you're, you're measuring and making sure we're, we're hitting budget and all this stuff. And then that same person in the physical fire may be like, no, 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 I'm not going to track my calories. Like people who do that have body dysmorphia and they're just too obsessed. It's almost like, how can you be uh, hypersensitive or hyperactive in tracking numbers over here in this area, but then physically you don't want to do it. And so I think it's just a, like I said, a cop out for, you don't want to do the thing that's hard. Yeah. Um, You could be insecure about your own body. And so you want to play shame or honestly shame on other people. Could be. For prioritizing their health. Could be. Because that's something important to them. And so I would just assess. Mm Mm-hmm. Your own mindset. Where are you at with that? Yeah. Are you pointing fingers at other people? Yeah. Or do you want to maintain? Or do you want to take ownership of your own health and go on this earn, own journey? And if you're concerned about becoming obsessive, I promise you're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So another myth is that I can't eat healthy because it is way too expensive. Myth total myth Mm -hmm. all right jeff and i whenever we first got married we had to prioritize that grocery budget (laughs) and this was during my you know in the thick of it pcos let me figure out what works for me Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be expensive at all nope and also i promise you if you are eating whole good healthy foods you're going to save so much money on buying the bonbons, the Doritos, the chips, the cakes, the ice. You're not going to buy any of that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, saving money. Another thing is a lot of my clients tell me, oh, my gosh, I thought eating healthy was going to be so expensive, and I'm saving money. How about eating. that? Yes, because when you are on your fitness journey, especially if fat loss is a goal, you don't want to be eating out as much because there's a lot of unaccounted it's easy to eat to overeat in oils and butters and Mm. unaccounted for things because you're not the one cooking the food and so a lot of my clients find wow I have saved hundreds of dollars this month 
because I'm eating out less because I'm mm-hmm. prioritizing my health or my fat loss. Yep. So I would say for the most part, you may even save some money, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's another cop out yeah. to just not wanting to yep. do it. Mm-hmm. And meal prepping, buying stuff in bulk can be cheaper. So Rachel, you and I like to buy a big bag of frozen chicken tenderloins and haven't done this really recently, but we have this big bag of chicken and we'll cook a bunch of chicken and that's cheaper than, um, and there's another thing that's even cheaper (laughs) that we really enjoy. I'll share that in a second, but that's a whole lot cheaper than going out and buying a chicken finger basket. And so think that eating healthy one, you will eat healthier if you're making your own food and you're eating it at your house. Um, and then two, it's going to be cheaper when you're trying to eat healthier by eating at home because eating out is, is crazy expensive. Every, yeah. No one would deny that. And on that note, you mentioned the frozen chicken. Mm-hmm. Buy frozen vegetables mm. and fruit. Yeah. That is so much cheaper to buy in bulk and also to not waste i jeff knows this <laughs> as my husband i loathe wasting food or just yes. things in general it just really gets on my nerves and so buying frozen frozen blueberries that's a staple frozen there's a stir fry frozen veggie bag that i love at walmart mm-hmm. so buy frozen fruits vegetables things like that mm-hmm. also buy fresh if you want it and you know you're going to eat it but that's another way to save money and also keep from wasting. Another thing I've seen that was huge was if you like avocados. Y'all know that those things go bad so quickly. <laughs> so they're not ripe, and then they get ripe, and they're good for a day, and the next day they're like complete mush. Totally. Yeah. So one thing that I started doing, and I've had multiple clients that are like, oh, my gosh, this was game changer for not wasting avocados. I buy diced frozen avocados. Just set out the serving that you want put it in the fridge, put it on the counter, let it thaw. You're never going to waste avocado again by (laughs) doing that. And also, it's easier to manage what you're eating because you pull it out to let it thaw or cook. So you're not just going to sit there and eat three avocados because you're scared of it going bad and then eat exponential amounts of fat (laughs) by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing uh, that has super high protein, super healthy that Rachel and I love, it's super tasty, is canned chicken. Uh, Rachel likes canned tuna. I don't. I don't like tuna as much as she does. But the canned chicken, we make so many meals that are so good, and it's easy on the go. So don't <laughs> say you don't have time to eat healthy. Super either. easy on the go, and it's super cheap. We, 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 I'll go into Aldi, and I'm not just like picking up a couple cans. I'll take the whole box that's sitting on the shelf and put it in the cart. <laughs> we'll buy like a dozen cans of chicken, and super high protein, and cheap and easy and fast. And I know that there's people out there that are like, oh, man, I can't eat canned chicken. That's cat food. But I'm telling you, if your goal <laughs> if your goal is um, time, it, or... yeah, save time, save money, and to eat healthy, it tastes just as good. Rachel and I love to take that canned chicken. You drain it. You put it in a pan on the, on the stove, and you, you heat it up and put taco seasoning on it, and it tastes just like – and you shred it up with a, with a fork. It tastes just like shredded chicken that you'd get from – a really good Mexican restaurant. It's so good. Yeah, but even just buying, you know, Greek yogurt, the big canisters of it, or cottage cheese, high protein, or mm-hmm. frozen shrimp. That's yeah. something that we do oh, yeah. a lot. Yeah, I love the shrimp. Frozen, frozen shrimp. 
frozen turkey burgers or ground turkey. We mm, eat a lot yeah, of turkey, turkey. tacos. Mm-hmm. We use ground turkey for our meat. Yep. Things like that. Just look at the labels, and I promise you'll be able to find very high protein, good, healthy foods for cheaper, and mm-hmm. you might even save money eating healthy. Yep. Okay, so you've heard us say this before on the podcast that in the physical fire, you cannot out-exercise poor diet. And so the myth would be, oh, I'm working out. I can eat whatever I want. I'll, I go to the gym and I work out. Now let's go get a milkshake and eat whatever we want because I worked out. I deserve it. And my body's burning thousands of calories, so I can just eat whatever I want. So that is a myth. So, Rachel, tell me about why that's a myth. Yeah, most people severely overestimate how many calories they burn in a day. And saying that, oh, I exercise this morning. Now I can eat 50 donuts. Y'all know that that's counterintuitive, okay? That's a myth that people say, but I don't know if anybody really deeply believes that if you think about it. Mm -hmm. No, and actually, you're doing yourself a major disservice because... No, I would say that it's a myth, and people believe it mostly because of the lack of knowledge behind the amount of calories that our body burns and the amount of calories that are in the food that we're eating. So that's... That's why people believe it, um, because they're like, oh, well, I just worked out. I, I, pr- I probably burned like a 1,000 calories, so I can go eat. But in actuality, you probably only burned a couple hundred calories if you had a good workout. Yeah, and then you go and eat three times, four times, five times Isn't the it? amount of calories that you truly burned mm-hmm. in that workout. And yep. so if you want to spin your wheels, go get donuts or – Mm-hmm. McDonald's after you work out. Yep. If you want to keep staying in the same place you are, go do those things. Yep. <laughs> and that sounds harsh, but that's mm-hmm. reality of it. And on that topic, another thing that I used to believe was if I didn't get super, super sweaty, I didn't get a good workout in. Mm, yeah. And I thought about that this morning on the way from the gym. Generally, if I do legs, I'll get sweatier just yep. personally. Yeah, me too. But I did back and triceps this morning. And I was barely even sweating at all, but I got the greatest workout in. And so I would just challenge that, especially strength training. You don't need to be full-blown sweaty, gross to get a good workout in. You are optimizing your muscle by doing strength training, and it's going to repair itself throughout the day, throughout the week, and you're going to burn more calories at rest doing strength training. When you do cardio, you only burn calories during the duration of your workout. So the 20 minutes you were on the elliptical or the 10 minutes you were doing running. However, strength training carries over and you're burning more calories while it's repairing throughout the day. And so that's another reason why why strength training is so important. But then also I would say with I can out exercise or I can out exercise my poor diet is I don't recommend, just as a nutrition coach and things that I've seen, if you want to lose body fat, I would say you don't need to just do more cardio Hmm. because you can do cardio for sure. Mm -hmm. But I would say it's easier oftentimes for most of my clients and myself included to just be really on top of managing calories and maybe walking more instead of adding in another cardio session or intense workout Mm -hmm. because those things are going to increase cortisol. You know, you're sweaty. So you're going to be hungrier 
and it might make you eat over your calorie intake maintenance, meaning that you'll gain weight. And so I just see a lot of times for clients that it's easier just to manage calories, strength train, do some cardio, but walk because that's going to decrease anxiety, therefore decreasing hunger levels throughout the day. And so that's just the, a hack to burning fat without doing endless amounts of cardio. Yeah. So we just shared several myths that people believe when when they're thinking about their physical fire. And we don't share these myths to call you out or make you feel bad about yourself it's, or shame you. It's honestly calling me out because these were b- myths that I used to believe. Right. And so that's okay if that's a place where you're at. But now these are brought to your awareness and we're going to own them. Yeah. And the reason we're sharing them is because... Uh, with the four fires, we talk about having awareness and then having ownership, taking ownership, and then practicing discipline. And so the ownership is what I'm what I'm touching on here. And a lot of these myths revolve around someone who is living in a victim mindset or living with a victim mentality of the world's just a terrible place. Uh, the food's expensive, so they want me to be fat. So I guess I'm just going to be. So these myths revolve around that being living in a victim mindset and we don't want that for you with the four fires we talk about you have to take ownership if you want to be four-dimensional and you want to improve your life and so we're sharing these things not to tear you down and make you feel like you're believing all these myths so you're not you're never going to succeed but we're trying to like rachel said bring it to light and bring awareness so that you can say you know what yeah i I don't believe that myth it's a myth it's a lie so i'm going to take some ownership here and I'm going to start prioritizing the food that I'm buying. And I'm going to start prioritizing all these things that we just talked about um, to improve in this area. So I hope that this is encouraging. And Rachel, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, all of this may seem really intense and you're getting a lot of knowledge of, oh my gosh, you know, I used to believe this and now that's kind of being shaken up of what I believe. Mm -hmm. I would just say that that is the most beautiful part about nutrition and fitness in general, Mm -hmm. is this is not a one size fits all, but this is also not a destination. It's a journey Mm -hmm. that we're all going on. And so we're learning, Jeff, me, we're all learning new things all the time to make us better. And that is the amazing part about this. And that's why I'm just so passionate about it and being able to see men and women take ownership of these things and be like, oh my gosh, or just provide awareness. I didn't know that. Wow. And then it just be so pivotal in skyrocketing the results. Mm -hmm. This one little tweak or this one little change just opens their eyes and they see the best, beautiful, progress that they didn't know was possible for them and so that is literally what I live for I could talk about nutrition all day just because I know whenever you level up in this area it just brings about so much confidence and levels you up in other areas in life to be honest so yeah yeah, thanks for having me on this was so much fun you know I could talk about this all day you hear me (laughs) at home even talking about it to you so yep Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here, guys. Thanks for listening. Again, uh, be sure to check out the Four Fires Tribe if you're a man. Uh, we've got a 30-day ruck coming up. So, uh, again, that's a, a 30-day challenge for men. If you're wanting to hit a hit the hard reset button or 
We call it a snatching of the wheel to get you out of the ruts that you've created in your lives. Uh, and you want to do this 30-day challenge of living super intentional for 30 days and go through it with other men. There's weekly Zoom calls, and you get a facilitator and a cool backpack. There's all kinds of cool stuff. Check out the link in the description. Uh, join the Four Fires tribe. Invite all your buddies to join the tribe. And uh, join this movement of men and women who are striving to live a four-dimensional life. So thanks so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Four Fires Podcast. 